found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Tuesday edition of Tidbits, the ninth day of August. Matthew is in with me. Hello, Manny. <laughs> Good morning, Hello Dale. There. <laughs> you know, McConaughey started yesterday. Yes, they did. And on this, the ninth day of August, it'll be Northwestern, your old alma mater, mm-hmm. and North Miami. They uh, get underway today as well. There you go. So, back to school. Congratulations to you kids <laughs> going this early in the year. Ooh. So hopefully they'll have good school years. Yes. Boy, the uh, you should have a tribute this morning. Okay. For Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I saw that she uh, she passed yesterday. Seventy-three. Mm-hmm. Her um, she had a thirty-year battle with breast cancer, and finally succumbed to it. But uh, she had a career that started when she was very young. She was in her teens mm-hmm. when she first came on the scene. This is Olivia, by the way, singing at Boom Boomer Ride, okay, in 1965. Oh, this is old timey crowd. That was good stuff. <laughs> of course, that's uh, probably from Australia, that show. Yeah. Because that's where she's from. Right. But uh, quite a career. Greece, of course. Yep. Uh, that was a big one. So She had a lot of hit music yeah, in the, I mean a ton. In the 70s and yeah. what, early 80s, probably. Of course, physical was oh. a little later. All you heard was that. <sighs> so kind of a rebutting of her career yeah. with that and so anyway Olivia gone at 73 this um, sounds like a good deal here a blood shortage in New York City the New York Blood Center is teaming up with more than 25 local breweries to help support the critical need for blood it's dangerously low currently standing at one to two day level the ideal level is like five to seven so, the Blood Center is offering a voucher to redeem for a pint of beer, cider, wine, or soft drink at participating breweries. I'd rather have that than a ham salad sandwich. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to sure. throw up if you give me that. Okay. <laughs> I can't eat that. Uh, you'd be more, more likely to get in line for that. <laughs> the program is happening through September 10th. They're not redeemable the same day you donate. Mm. See, that'd be nice. You're a pint low. <clears throat> you know, one pint of ale could make you feel pretty good if yeah. you're a pint low. That's true. <laughs> but you can't do it that day. <laughs> I'd hope for something, you know, I'd, I'd like to get lucky if I give blood. 
you know, like a peanut butter sandwich. I can go for that. <laughs> don't make it Here's like, a steak dinner, sir. Please yeah, don't today. make it like not ham salad or oh a chicken salad. Oh. <laughs> I'd walk away very puny. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> says the uh, with living costs sky high. Many Americans have been forced to dip into their savings just to make ends meet. Mm. In fact, inflation's promoted or prompted consumers to withdraw an average of $616.73 from their savings to stay afloat. Wow. But while it's a good thing that Americans have had savings to fall back on, it's not a good thing to be raiding them constantly. And if that's a pattern you've fallen into... It's time to break that cycle. Old Dale's going to help you. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Dale the money man, what do, we, <laughs> what do you got for us? Get on a budget. Okay. You don't follow your budget if you even have one because you don't find it necessary or worry that it'll be too difficult. But actually, budgeting is both essential and easy. You guys have a budget, I'm sure. Yeah. Fight. I mean, fight for a raise. (laughs) (laughs) These days, many companies are desperate to retain employees. Uh, Hello, hello, sir. Um, (laughs) I was wondering if maybe if you could possibly think about, um, you know, I I, I like it here if you, um, you know, uh, like that. That's exactly how you handle it. (laughs) And you'll be happy you did. For one thing, you can make the case for a pay bump due to inflation. But an even better bet might be to research salary data. Present that to your boss. So good luck. Again, fight for that raise. <laughs> then there's always getting a side hustle. What they come up? What happened to part-time job? Why is it called a side hustle? That's now? what it is. Side hustle. You're out there. You're hustling on the side. You're, you're, you're making things move. You know, it's like, you get your main gig, and then you got your side hustle. To me, the hustle was uh, a dance. Do the hustle. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities these days to go out and get a second gig. Drum up a little extra dough. Avoid raiding your savings. You're having to plug away at a side gig. Probably not. It's not ideal, especially if your main gig's fairly demanding. But if you're tired of having to dip into your savings month after month to make up for a financial shortfall, then it's an option worth exploring. Could uh, deliver pizza pies. That's a, you know, something, anything. Yeah, there you you go. You can turn your your hobby into a side hustle. Like my hobby is what? Drinking? So yes. <laughs> yes. So what do I turn that into? You could be a bartender. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then I t- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you want? <laughs> you gotta drink all that. <laughs> Gosh. So there you go. Get us get a side gig. I have a minor side gig as a, okay. uh, you know, I have, I have two jobs. So okay. I have a, technically, this is my side hustle. But uh, my other, I, I do some voiceover work. Yeah. So, 
Make a few extra bucks. Is that bucks lucrative? Make a few bucks here and there okay. doing it. Because, you know, I know you and I have one common source. Yeah. That, uh, and that's, uh, well, that's very lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't cost us anything to do. So right. A lot of times. There's that. What they call pay to play. Yeah. Are you sure you want to submit that? Oh, gosh. We've, <laughs> we've seen some doozies. Yeah. It's 634. We've got some messages, and we'll be back with Tidbits. This is Tidbits. It's a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. We do have clouds. It wasn't raining here, mm-hmm. but uh, Matt's report during our weather said it was rainy in Kokomo. There was a um, pretty decent cell of rain south to us. Okay. Howard County. And points in that direction. Yeah. Here's a lady from California claimed she was kicked off of Spirit Airlines after staff mistook her severe eczema for monkeypox. Jacqueline Gwen shared a TikTok video of herself in tears, in tears, after the alleged incident, which is said to have taken place at an undisclosed airport last Friday. Mm. She said, I've never been so humiliated in my life. They had me get off the plane in front of everyone, along with my wife, to interrogate me and the eczema I've had my whole life. They asked me to provide medical documents and told my wife to watch her attitude. Watch your attitude, lady. <laughs> you got to say that. Watch watch it, lady. <laughs> Jacqueline then hinted that she may be considering legal action oh, against the budget airline, adding a comment to her clip that read, maybe teach your employees that monkeypox looks like uh, what they look like before you catch hundreds of medical discrimination cases. Misinformation leads to discrimination hostility. Everyone with a visible non-contagious skin condition has been anticipating this. Have they? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The disease can be spread through skin-to-skin contact if you have monkeypox, Mm -hmm. meaning that fellow airline passengers may have been disturbed if they believed that Gwen was actually infected with the virus. Now, if you and I are on that plane, we're sitting side by side like we always do, because we're good pals. Yes. <laughs> We'd uh, probably look away from her. We, we, you know, we wouldn't even be looking. Okay, we we yep. wouldn't be watching the, you know, what's going on up front. We. You pay no attention to anyone around you. <laughs> the TikTokers subsequently shared a follow-up video stating that she was able to reboard the aircraft once she showed. Spirit staff a tube of her prescribed eczema cream. Is is that to you worth a lawsuit? See, I I don't know. I mean, you can try it, but it just seems like a whole lot of. So I wonder if Spirit has instructed their their crew to be you know be on the lookout for people with whatever you know well i would think and if she shows up and she has spots yeah yeah yeah. i mean you got to be kind of cautious don't you could they handle it in probably a better way maybe yeah i don't know but i don't watch your attitude lady (laughs) 
Now that probably was, you know, that would really make us start that we'd probably start rocking in our seats <laughs> when we heard that. Oh, there's confrontation, man. Oh, no. <laughs> now, we've heard this before. Here it is again. Restricting your eating between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. may help you lose weight and lower your blood pressure. A clinical trial of 90, 90 <laughs> folks, they're obese, <laughs> okay. found that people who only ate during the restricted period lost five pounds more compared to those who ate over 12 or more hours. They also lowered their blood pressure over a 14-week period. The uh, E-Tray intervention, that's early time restricted eating, <laughs> hmm. may therefore be an effective treatment for both obesity and hypertension. It also improves mood by decreasing fatigue in feelings of depression, dejection, and increasing vigor. And those who can stick with a E-tray lose more body fat and trunk fat. <laughs> Whenever I hear the word vigor, I think of that one. Remember that one guy that used to sell? Um, I want to say it was the, the board that you hung upside down. Yeah, oh, yeah, the old fella. Yeah. And, he's and then like, he jump. He's like, I'm an idiot. I feel great. And he does that jump. <laughs> it's about three inches. <laughs> <sighs> but he feels good. Yeah. And he hangs up upside down on that board. <laughs> what was that guy's name? I don't know. It says, uh, by the way, those who participated were 25 to 75 with obesity and two received weight loss treatment through the Weight Loss Medicine Clinic. The author said larger trials were needed to confirm if it was better for losing fat specifically. But it makes sense. Why not do your eating? That's the problem, is eating outside that realm. Seven to three, three o'clock hits, you're done. You're done. Yeah. I, I think it could be done. I really do. I, that fits my lifestyle perfectly. <laughs> Bedtime's at four. <laughs> Bedtime's at nice four. Bland diet before bed, and, and I'm ready. <laughs> I got <am> oatmeal. <laughs> Good to go. Did you find the old fellow's name? Roger Teeter. Roger. Dr. Yeah, Teeter. <laughs> he passed away last week. No. <laughs> more active lives. I know what it's like to have back pain. When I found inversion. There you go. There he is. There he is. Here's a, uh, <laughs> a driver in Norfolk, Virginia. Busted for speeding 152 miles per hour. In a 55-mile-per-hour zone, police said 515 lives were lost to traffic crashes in that state so far this year, many of those due to excessive speed. So they made an example of that driver. That's really fast. That's okay. really fast. And, you know, probably, well, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> and it is really easy now to go 75 or 80 and not realize you're going that fast. You know, really. If you go 55 anymore, it seems like those dotted lines just go so slow. Yeah, yeah. You people on your back. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the uh, next gig for me. Uh, this is my side gig. Your uh, side hustle. Side hustle. Your side yeah. hustle. A New York-based mattress company seeking professional sleepers. There you go. <laughs> to, to get paid for taking naps 
and documenting the experience on social media. I've watched you take a nap out here. There's, I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> Casper, uh, a mattress firm founded in 2014, said on its website that it's hiring Casper sleepers willing to snooze in their stores <laughs> and in unexpected settings out in the world. That's for me. There you go. The chosen candidates will document their napping experiences on social media. That is not you. No, I'd have to learn that skill. Yeah, yeah you would. I'd have to have you do it. All right, man, here's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> the listing says ideal candidates should have exceptional sleeping ability. There you go. Okay. That's you. The desire to sleep as much as possible. Okay. And an ability to sleep through anything. If you have exceptional <laughs> sleeping ability, doesn't that mean there's probably technically something wrong with you? Like <laughs> narcolepsy. Yeah. <laughs> You should go see a doctor if you have exceptional sleeping. But that sounds, that's a perfect gig for me. Yeah, there you go. Desire to sleep as much as possible and an ability to sleep through anything, which I've missed many a storm. You know, I've never, never heard them. (laughs) Nothing. That's true. Applications are being accepted through Thursday, so I better hurry. Next thing you know, I'll be a Casper sleeper. (laughs) And you'll see me in many of their stores, all right? <laughs> of course, I have sleep apnea, so you'll know I'm there. <laughs> what is that noise? That's our professional sleeper in the corner. <laughs> you should see a doctor, but we're paying him to be here. Now, when you were a kid, were you into monster trucks? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because that was a big deal. I was a Bigfoot fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> the world's fastest monster truck was officially clocked traveling at 101.84 miles per hour. Wow. The team behind That'd Bad be Habit. Terrifying to be in something that... It's tall, and it, they seem so unstable yeah. anyway. Yeah, that'd be... Uh, Hit a rock, you're bouncing. <laughs> right? <laughs> the team behind Bad Habit, billed as the world's first Jeep Gladiator monster truck, okay. took to the track at the Summit Motorsports Park in Huron County, during the 45th annual Cornwell Tools Night Under Fire event. The previous record was 100.31, set by driver Bryce Kenny at Great Clips Mohawk Warrior in Bradenton, Florida. Mm. You'll love the name of those events. <laughs> That's fast. Uh, and those things are so high. Yeah. And then when they're traveling over vehicles and stuff, they're so... You just, oh, it's going to flip. <laughs> it's it's going to flip on you. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Have you ever been in one? Uh, I don't think I've ever been in one. You ever got a one. picture? No. Okay, so you had a picture with... <laughs> Tom Wopat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got, to, got to sit on Tom's lap when yeah. you were 14. Yes. <laughs> From the Dukes. I was like five, okay? okay. <laughs> 14. <laughs> yeah, hi, Tom. Now, ideally, you should have got a monster truck picture. Right. Of you. Did you ever go to the events down in Indy? They used to have them down there. I don't lot. think I ever did. Okay. I watched them on TV, but never... Never been to one, I don't think. <laughs> 14. <laughs> what are you doing, kid? 
Get off me. <laughs> Mom says I can sit on your lap and get a picture. That's me as a 14-year-old. Okay. And uh, finally, another orange lobster rescued from Red Lobster this week. Last month in Hollywood, a rare orange lobster was rescued and uh, sent to the Ripley's Aquarium at Myrtle Beach. Oh, wow. They dubbed the unique little critter Cheddar in honor of Red Lobster's signature biscuits. Nice. On Monday, yet another orange lobster rescued from a Red Lobster in Meridian, Mississippi. Hmm. Ripley's has dubbed this new addition to their aquarium family, Biscuit. So now they've got a matching pair. There you go. They're very, very rare, and for them to come up back-to-back months is kind of strange. Right. Red Lobster believes that Biscuit's from the same fishing area as Cheddar, which supports the theory that diet contributes to their orange color. Hmm. So there you go, man. Cheddar. (laughs) I like that. Some tidbits on a Tuesday. By the way, if you ever get a chance to go to the Ripley's Aquarium, go do it. Now, that's the one you went to was in... Gatlinburg. Yeah. They're really cool, though. They're all over. Yeah, they're really cool. Down there around Gatlinburg, you've got a lot of several sites. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you went to the Titanic. Did you go to the Wax Museum? We did. I was a little disappointed in that <laughs> <laughs> when I went there. And I didn't go to the Titanic. I should have. I made poor decisions when I was down well, there. Well, okay, we, we decided, we went to the Wax Museum, and it was... It was one pretty expensive, yeah, and it was just not our not our thing. You know, I kept I kept waiting for him to move. You know what I mean, like <laughs> to blank or something. Did you get some pictures of yourself with celebrities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I did. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See all right. See ya. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like. And thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.